Thank you for listening to this podcast from the Resting Place South Tampa campus. We hope you feel honored, empowered, and full of faith because of what you hear, and we would love to see you at a gathering soon. For more resources like this, head to trpfamily.org. Why don't you just throw this idea at you? And this might sound simple, but the Lord told me a little while ago when I was kind of like, well, about a few years ago when we started the church, you know, having to preach every week, teach every week, have new things to say every week. Bible's a big book, but there's a lot of pressure there, you know? And I was like, oh, man, Lord, what if I run out of revelation? What if I run out of good things to say? Because my heart is to feed you, to equip you, to make you hungry, to teach you how to eat. I mean, that's, that's what I want to do. It's like, what if I run out of things to say? I don't, what if, and the context was really, what if I don't have deep things to say, Lord? Like, I'm, I'm a year and a half in, and I'm running out of my deep stuff. You know what I mean? That's like 75 sermons in, and I'm running out of deep things to say, you know? First of all, it provokes me to go deeper, amen? But the Lord spoke to me and so comforting. He said, Caleb, it doesn't need to be deep. It just needs to be me. Just share me. And the revelation I got from that was like, if I just share him, if I say what he's saying, it might sound simple to you, but there are depths to it that those who are hungry will go get. So here's the idea. You're not gifted to be seen. You are gifted to be a servant. None of us are gifted to be seen for our gifts. We are gifted to be serving with our gifts. Did you all know you have gifts? Probably do. Every single one of you, young, old, all of it, gifted. We are all gifted in different ways, right? And we are not given those gifts for ourselves. The world will tell you, use your gifts to get the spotlight, become an Instagram influencer, you know, whatever, you know. Your gifts are so that people can see you using your gift. In the kingdom, you're gifted to be seen as a servant, to be serving with your gift. And like I said, that might sound simple, but here's one for you. Have you ever seen a tree eat its own fruit? <laughs> Stephen, you ever seen a tree munching on its own apple? Not no, not yet? <laughs> yeah. It is 2021. Depends on how that tree identifies, I guess. But I've yet to see it. I've yet to see a tree eat its own fruit. So what grows on your tree is grown to give away. All of it. Even the fruit of the Holy Spirit is not for you. You're like, Lord, make me a kinder person. He's like, that's not what I'm doing. It's not for you. I'm going to move through you in kindness. And you're just going to find yourself being kind to others. It's for others. Your fruit is grown to give away. All fruit is grown to give away. I've never seen a tree eat its own fruit. I've never seen a light use its own shining, its own bulb. I've never, they, these lights are not for the light. Yeah, one of my favorite examples is the Edison lights. You've seen those? They're really cool. They're like the big bulb. You see the filament inside. Yeah. If you turn it down, you can actually see the filament, the source of the light. Right? But if you turn it up like it's supposed to be, you can't look at it anymore. You're actually unable to keep on looking at the bulb, the light itself, and you're forced to see the room. You're forced to see the way. And so the Bible says, arise and shine for your light has come. Why? Because when you shine, when you stand up in your gifting, when you do it all the way, they see the way. 
when you half weigh it, <laughs> when you do it halfway, when you dim your light out of some sense of false humility, I don't want to be seen as gifted. I don't want to be, ooh, I don't want anyone to know I can do that thing. I don't want to, I don't want to show off. No, you're just supposed to shine, okay? Because if you dim the light, you see the source. You know what I tell people who are like, I just, I don't, I hate it when people keep giving me like compliments. I hate it when people, what do I do when people, you know, say, oh, you did such a good job. I say, do it better. And it, I know you're like, what? No, be better at it because you're doing it halfway because they still see you. I'm going to try again. If you were shining at the light level that God has called you to shine at, they would not be able to look you in the eye. They would not be able to see the source of the light, the filament, the Edison bulb turned halfway down. They wouldn't be able to look at that light. They would see the light. They would see the way. I love the way you, oh, I didn't do it all the way. It says that Jesus met uh, all of the people on a, a hillside multiple times in the Gospels. I don't have an address for you. But it, he healed them all, all. Thousands of people healed. Thousands. Just lining them up. I'm like, well, did you do like a buffet style? Did you, did you sit in one place and they lined up? Did you walk through? What happened? I liked imagining these things. But he healed all of them. Everyone got healed. And it says, and they praised God in heaven. Because of him. I want you to get something here. Thousands of people show up. One dude goes bang, 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 bang. Healed, 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 healed. And he doesn't get any credit. It says they praise God in heaven. Because of him. Their eyes went, whoa. They were able to see the father. Because of the light. Are you following me? You're gifted to serve. And your gifts should not be halfway shining. They should be full on going. All right? Everything you got, as best as you can do it, so that you serve well. Is this making sense? This is so vital because the Bible talks about every single part of the body working together. All right? You might have been in church a long time and seen like the ministers do it, the holy people. I hate the term clergy and lay people. It's, you know, layman. It's lame man. So I don't like it. I don't like it. It's this separation thing, you know, like whatever. It's not supposed to me, be me or Abraham doing the works of the ministry. You understand that? We're actually supposed to equip you so you can do the work of the ministry so that every part can function. Every part can rise up in their gifting. Every part can serve and you're supposed to do it well. I hate that the church sucks at stuff like sucks at finances and health and music. Sorry. Sorry, not sorry. I struggle to listen to Christian radio. I want to because I don't want to hear the other stuff, but the music's bad. It's cheesy. It's badly mixed. It's produced horribly. All I hear is cymbals and vocals. I can't hear the guitar lick. I'm like, what's going on here? I, wanna, I want the Foo Fighters to get saved and lead worship. That's what I want. I'm like, <laughs> anybody with me? You know? Or some Christians could be as good as the Foo Fighters, you know, like. And maybe the fruit fighters are like, dang, man, I like your song. We should do some music together. Yeah. They would see the way if you shined all the way. But we're like, I don't want to be too good at my instrument. I don't want to be too good at my art. I'm just going to do it. Isn't it? This is pervasive. That is not 
the, every part in the body working so that it builds itself up in love. The plan is every part will work in its own function so that the body builds itself up in love. But if we are not working all the way, if we're out of some sense of false humility doing it poorly or thinking like if we even give our best effort, I don't know. It's like this weird thing where like we want to get better at stuff, but we don't want to say we're getting better at it. We don't want to measure that we're improving. We don't want to say I worked really hard on that you know, or whatever, because then I might step into pride. No, no, no. That, if you're stepping into pride, you're still not shining bright enough. One of the prayers of my life is, Lord, do something so massive that if I tried to take the credit, everyone would laugh. That's the prayer of my life. Do something so massive in me, Lord, that if I stood up on any platform and said, look what I have done, it would be immediate laughter. Immediate laughter. Like planting three campuses, two of them in a pandemic in under three years. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I did not figure that out. This place was given to us. Do you know that? Do you know the story? This building, they, the leaders of the Tampa House of Prayer came to us and said, the Lord said, our time is done and to give you everything. And we're like, what do you mean? We want to give you the building, the sound system, the chairs, the name, the intellectual property rights to the name, Tampa House of Prayer, all of it. It's yours. And we're going to pay the lease for the next six months while you figure it out. And I'm like, the, the, what do we do with that? What do I do with that building? <laughs> you know, and so we piped in the message, the video just for a minute to try and figure it out. Scott was here. Jimmy and Gigi were here. Scott was here. And now Abraham, we figured it out. And now we're using it for what the Lord called us to. But this is a miracle. I didn't plan this. Other church planners are like, could we talk about how I'm, I feel God calling me to plan church? I'm like, I'm the worst person to talk to. The worst. Because I actually don't know how it all happened. You are going to have to come in and tell me how this happened so I can tell you. I don't know. And in that same conversation, I can say to you, I'm really good at strategy. I'm really good at empowering people, inspiring people, getting them on mission. I have gifts. I can teach. I can engage a room. I can pull an entire community with me. I can. Pride. Prideful. No. We can't even talk like that in church. Abraham is a way better preacher than me. He is. Abraham is an incredible preacher. The boy can get up here. I can hand him the mic right now, and this room will start rolling on the ground, laughing, crying, getting rocked by the Holy Spirit. And I'm a better teacher than Abraham. I am. Is everyone still okay? Did anyone die? Are, like, can we be honest about the gifts that God gave us? You know what I'm saying? Like... Because every part needs to work. Say every part. part. You have a part, and you need to work well. You need to be better than you are today at stuff. You need to be good. If you're given responsibility in the kingdom, you're supposed to multiply it, you know? The parable of the talents is coming to my mind. I got to get into this in a second, but I'm going to share this with you. Have you ever thought about the fact that the people that were given, you know, the 10, the 5, and the 1, they multiplied someone else's money, and then they were given charge over cities? Have you ever thought about the fact that those two people in the parable were the only people to be told, well done, good and faithful servant, before they died? The only two people to ever be told, well done, good and faithful servant, before they passed into the next realm, heavenly realm, were those who multiplied finances. Listen, they got a loan, they multiplied it, they made a profit, they were put in charge of more authority, 
And they were told, well done, good and faithful servant. You know the guy who maintained? What, what happened? He kept, he saved. What was he called? Wicked and lazy. <laughs> I'm doing good. I'm maintaining. I'm keeping. I'm keeping. Wicked and lazy. <laughs> That's the teachings of Jesus. Sorry. Hurt your feelings. Maybe you need to feel something different. <laughs> we need to work. Come on. The body needs to work. You are not meant to just receive for you. You are gifted to serve someone. I'm not talking about just here. I'm not, this is not a like get on a serve team thing. Unless the Lord is calling you to that, please come out of your disobedience and get on a serve team. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm talking about your life. You've been given gifts to serve those around you. Start serving people with your gifts. You will like your life a lot better, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. You're like, I'm depressed. How many people have you served this week? That's my, one of my first questions. I'm just struggling. Okay, with what? Oh, I just, I'm not feeling very, you know, alive. I just feel dead inside. Okay, how much life have you given away? Because that's how it works in the kingdom. Ephesians 4, 15 through 16 says, We should speak the truth in love. Speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in every way into him who is the head, into Christ. Now, I want you to slow down with me for a second here. Did you hear what I just heard? We are to grow up in every way into him who is the head, into Christ. Say this with me. Grow up in every way into him. Let me ask you a question. If Jesus were working your job, would he be better at it than you? Yes. All right. That was for everyone, but Stephen answered me. If Jesus were whatever, you're what? India, I'm going to pick on you. You're gifted in what? What's your main, main gifting in life? Go ahead and just share it. Pastoring. Absolutely. I'm a little upset it took you that long because that's what I was looking for. Okay. I'm like, come on now. She's in a five-fold development group with me. She knows this. Anyway, this is why I'm picking on her. If Jesus were pastoring in your place, in your life, with the people around you, would he be better at it than you? Right now, yes. Good answer. Because she's paying attention. We are to grow up in every way into him who is the head. My point is put Jesus in your place for a minute, in your life, and measure yourself by that and go, wow, okay, I need to grow. Here's speaking the truth in love. You're gonna, you need to grow up. You need to grow up in every way. Your immaturity is inexcusable. Why? Because you're a part of a body. You grow up in every way into him who is the head into Christ, from whom the whole body joined and held together by every joint with which it is equipped. When each part is working properly, let's say it together. When each part is working properly, it makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love. One of my jobs, one of Abraham's jobs, one of Pastor India's jobs is to equip the saints so that it, each part supplies and the, building, the body builds itself up in love. Meaning, I don't need to be building you in love all the time. I need to equip you to build the body in love. Are you following me? So one of the main ways to get in trouble on my staff is if you're the only one who can do anything. If you're a leader and you're the only one who can do something in your ministry, you're going to get in trouble. So you are not equipping anyone. You're doing the work of the ministry. You're not equipping others for the work of the ministry. And it's not delegation. It's not laziness. It's the design. Okay? So 
what part are you called to play? And is your part working? Once it starts to work well, the body will build itself up in love and make my job easier. <laughs> Abraham's job easier. It's you, we work together. We build each other up. Are you following me? You understand that like if, if God's desires came through right now and everyone got saved, our churches are like, can handle like maybe 1% of those people. Not even, like, like a tenth of a percent. What I'm saying is if we went out there and let's say 20% of Tampa actually gave their life to Jesus, lost people, we do not have enough room in our churches. I mean, cumulatively, I'm saying every church, you're like, there's so many churches. There are not enough. And I'll tell you, even if there were enough, we're still way too immature to even receive them. Say all the churches were filled. We're still in, too immature. We're not, we're like, you're coming here to get fed. I'm sorry. You're not here to get fed. You're here to get told, taught how to eat. We're teaching you how to eat. Teaching you how to eat. Abraham is teaching you how to eat every week. You might not realize it, but he does. He did it right here. He said, come on, I didn't come to have church. I came to have Jesus. He's feasting in front of you saying, see, this is how you do it. It's show and tell up here. Every single week, that's how he does it. And then you go home, you're like, well, maybe I can talk to Jesus like Abraham talks to Jesus. Hi, Jesus. Ah! You know. <laughs> we talk about this because we have very, it's funny, we have very similar experiences in the spirit, like while preaching, but we handle it very differently. It's just fun. Like, the room turns for me and goes, too. But I just, I just handle it different than Abraham. Abraham's just showing you how to handle it. You know what I mean? He's just, this is what you do when the room starts spinning, you know, <laughs> without the words, right? He's just doing it. Come on. That's his part working properly. Are you following me? Okay. That's going to help the body grow itself up in love. Now, here's the other thing in church. And how many of you have been in church more than five years? Raise your hand. Okay, almost 100%. When you get into church and you get around gifted people and you have a gift that's like their gift, what usually happens? There's comparison. You try to be like them. Intimidation. What? Yeah, okay, connection. That's a healthy one. Jealousy, what? What? Jealousy, yeah. Confrontation. So we have one out of ten that's healthy, nine out of ten times. It's unhealthy. That was my point. Unhealthy things happen. We usually get in competition. We get around other, I get around other teachers or whatever, and there's like this spirit of competition. I'm like, dude, I don't, I don't care. It's okay. You know, but you get up, like today, I played keyboard. I do not play keyboard, okay? I did that because I'm a musician. I'm gifted to serve, and that's what Josh needed. I came in this morning. He didn't have a keyboard player. I'm like, you need a keyboard player. So I'm going to come up here and just, you know. <laughs> boom, boom. I hit some wrong notes. I hit some wrong chords, but I was trying with everything I had. I was. I was giving it all that I had. I was shining as bright as I could on that keyboard. I hope it was enough. I hope it wasn't distracting. My point is, I'm here to serve my brother. I'm here to serve all of you. I didn't come to be served. I am here not to compete. I am not here to compete. And when you come around someone who has a like giftedness, if competition arises, there's something wrong in your heart. There's something wrong in your thinking, okay? Our gifts are not for competition. They're for service to the body. 
And iron sharpens iron. So if you have a gift that's like somebody else, let their gift make your gift better. You can work on your gift together. Let's read it. This is Romans 12, 3 through 8. Romans 12, 3 through 8. Paul says, by the grace given to me, say grace. Grace. By the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think. See? See right there, Caleb? We shouldn't be good at things. We shouldn't think that we're good at stuff. No. No. I know that's how it's taught. Slow down for a minute. He said, I say to everyone among you not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think. Come on. More highly than he ought to think. That means there's a highly that's appropriate. (laughs) Don't think of yourself more highly. That means there's an appropriate level of I'm awesome. Okay? Like, please, church, get good at things. Be the best financial planners on the planet. Be the best, whatever, strategist on the planet. That's how we bring solution. Like, we're coming to the lost saying, hey, you need to get saved. Why? So you can be like me. Why? I'm saved. Okay. What does that mean? I'm not going to hell, I think. I don't know. (laughs) You need to say the prayer. Why? Because Jesus loves you and he died for you. You should honor God. Why? (laughs) Because that's what I did and you need to do what I did because that's what we do. (laughs) Doesn't work anymore. Have you noticed? Here's a better plan. Hey, what's your, what's your main struggle in life? What is it? You tell me, whatever. Or just don't tell me. It's okay. You got, what's your main problem in life? You go to, you go to a, a lost person, not Stephen. What's your main struggle in life? And they go, I really am just, I, I wish I was a better dad. It's like, oh, wow. You know what? I had a great dad. I'm a pretty freaking awesome dad. Let's get together and talk. I'll even coach you. I'll be a, your dad coach. i got two boys. I love them. I'm a great dad. My boys think so. My wife thinks so. My family thinks so. My father, who's the best dad I ever had, <laughs> thinks so. Would you want? I can help you with that. You would help me be a better dad? Yeah. Why? Because Jesus loves you. Come on, yeah. And I have a gift. And he sent me here to, get, to serve you. So it won't cost anything. No, this is free dad life coaching. Hashtag dad life. You're going to be the best dad ever. You know what I mean? Now I just solved. I brought a solution to their life. I created value in their heart. And they're a better dad. Whether they accept Jesus or not, their kids have a better life. And generations are affected. Seeds are planted. Hello. Don't think of yourself more highly than you ought to think, but think of yourself appropriately, he says, but to think with sober judgment. What does sober judgment mean? We have an attorney here. What does that mean, to make a sober judgment? Wise in your decisions, you would be level-headed. Wise and level-headed. That means you do the right thing in the right way. Sober judgment. Have sober judgment about yourself. Think of yourself rightly in the right way. Like, 
Some of you are really amazing at certain things that you don't tell anybody about because you feel like it would be egotistical. But instead, you should be telling them by way of, hey, I have this gift. I'd love to serve someone with it. Is anybody struggling with whatever? Does anybody need help in this? And you leverage your gift to serve because you've thought of yourself with sober judgment, each according to the measure of faith that God has assigned. God has assigned every single person a measure of faith. You understand? And that assignment isn't a life uh, sentence. It's an assignment. It means God has deposited a measure of faith, and we're discovering more of it as we go. All right, I don't have time for that. But there's, it's not like, oh, this is my measure of faith. This is all I'll ever have. No, that's just my measure of faith. No, don't, it's not supposed to be a limiting. It's supposed to be a sober assessment of current events. Are you with me? Like forward progress requires uh, current awareness, present awareness. You have to know where you are in order to see that you actually progress or else you have no marking point. That's what this is talking about. I hate that the scripture you use to limit and keep people where they are. You know what I mean? I just hate that. So I'm trying to break that. What is this all about? He says, for as in one body, we have many members. Sorry, Romans 12, 3 through 8. Again, as in one body, we have many members. And the members do not all have the same function. Hello? Some people think the most holy thing you can do is become a pastor or a preacher or a missionary or something like that. No, the most holy thing you can do is use your gifts to love somebody. Today and every day. That's the most holy thing you can do. Please stop sending my plumber to Africa and telling them they're not spiritual for cleaning my pipes. Let them clean pipes in the name of Jesus. I don't want to do it. And I don't have that gift set or that skill. Please let them clean the pipes. Amen? Do not all have the same function. So we, though many, are one body in Christ and individually members of one another. You know, you're members of one another. Did you know, like, if you hate your brother, it's self-mutilation. You know, you curse another ministry. You're cursing yourself. Hello. It's like spiritual cutting. Like, they, they suck. They're, they're, I hate that. Oh, I wish they would. Oh, they need to get their theology right. That's your body you're cutting apart. Having gifts that differ according to the grace given to us. Let us use them. I love it when scripture comes straight out with it. Having gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, let us use them. Use them. Not just on Sundays. Please use them. Right? Then he gives some examples. If prophecy in proportion to our faith, meaning don't prophet try or prophet lie, just prophesy. No prophet trying or prophet lying, please. Prophesy. Prophesy according to the measure of faith. If you can't say, thus say the Lord, don't. I've said, thus say the Lord five times. Five times in my life. Okay? Because most of the time it's like, I feel like the Lord is saying, does that mean anything to you? I could be wrong, but I think I just heard the Lord say, that's how I prophesy. That's to, in proportion to my faith. Are you with me? Now, would you say, because I approach it that way, you're like, I owe ye of little faith, Caleb. Say, thus saith the Lord. Like, is that appropriate? No. I'm prophesying to the measure of my faith, to proportion of my faith. If service in our serving, the one who teaches in his teaching, the one who exhorts in his exhortation, the one who contributes, that's money and generosity, the one who leads with zeal, the one who does acts of mercy with cheerfulness. So having gifts that differ, let us use them. Let us use them. Why? Because we're a body. 
And further, furthering the point that these should not be for competition, our gifts come from one spirit, you all. They come from one spirit. And therefore, it should make us more united, not more divided. Like, I love, I dearly love some other pastors in the area who do things that I would call egregious. Are you okay? I, I dearly love, I'm, this is not, is this being recorded? doesn't matter. It's not going on the podcast either way. So, sorry, keep it recording. It's fine. But we're not putting this one up. I feel like I have to say this and I don't want them to hear it. So, <laughs> I love certain pastors in the area who think I'm a heretic for ordaining women. They will not ordain women. I call that egregious. They call me a heretic, and we love each other. Grow up, y'all. This is how it's going to go. I'm the only person I agree with 100% of the time. And I don't agree with me from last month on everything. Come on. We should not let our giftedness, I, I'm gifted, I, I think it's a gift that I can see in the scriptures a path, a very clear path for empowering women. I think that's a gift from Holy Spirit. I didn't do that or earn that, so it must be a gift. Hello? Are you with me? Like, I didn't study long enough. People have studied the Bible for hundreds of years, and they did not come to that conclusion. They came to the opposite. But I looked at it, and I'm like, oh, uh, context, mm, cultural, mm, no, actually, you're taking that really the wrong way. That's actually not what it says. You added words to that scripture. Uh, you forgot the sentence before it and the sentence after it. I'm like, I didn't study myself there. Are you following me? I have a gift that differs. They don't see it, and that's fine. It's fine, but it's not fine. I don't agree with it. I don't think it's good, but I love them. It doesn't divide me to look at their gift. So they have a gift this, I'll think of this one pastor. It doesn't matter. I'm not going to say their name ever. I would never do that. But they have an amazing um, ministry, life group ministry, basically. They have an amazing giftedness for that. It comes out of the main, the senior leader of their church. I don't have that. I have this. I can get a lot of people in the room, throw in a party, praising God, band, musician, you know, that kind of thing. That's my, kind of my thing. They have other things. I need to learn from them. And they need to learn from me. And we never will if we're divided over our different gift sets. Are you following me? And all their women can come to my church, so it's fine. All right. So <laughs> that was saucy. I'm sorry. <laughs> In my defense, if we do not have women speaking or women being seen, we are not hearing or seeing half the image of God. So, your opinion on what Paul said has to start in the garden when he made them according to their image and the image of male and, fe male and female, he made them. In the image of God, he created them. So, if we don't have women, we are missing half of God, half the voice of God, half the face of God, half the image of God. Half the image and likeness of God is missing from 90% of the churches in America. I think that's stupid. So, but I'm not going to hate my brother or self-mutilate because I think it's stupid. Come on. This is called sober judgment. I'm giving you an example. Sober judgment. Let's look at this. 1 Corinthians 12, 4 through 12. This is my last scripture, and then I'll leave you alone. Our gifts come from one spirit, but I want you to see how they should make us more united, not more divided, okay? 
1 Corinthians 12, 4 through 12. Now, there are varieties of gifts. Remember, Paul said in Romans, we have gifts that differ. There are varieties of gifts, but the same spirit. And there are varieties of service, but the same Lord. And there are varieties of activities, but it's the same God who empowers them all and everyone. And to each, this is so important, take this home with you, to each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. Leave that slide up. To each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. All right, you want to discern whether it's a manifestation of the Holy Spirit or another spirit? How does it help somebody else? That's the filter. Uh, We've had some experiences with, you know, certain manifestations in our churches and certain things. And we like freedom. And so... It's very free. And I, I don't know why I keep referencing other pastors. I was with another pastor, a dear friend of mine, on Friday. And he's, he's still uh, somewhat impressed, envious, but doesn't want my problems by some of my problems. Like we've had people disrobe and things like that in worship, like straight up Davidic style on live stream. And he's like, I don't think my church will ever be spiritual enough to have that happen like you guys are happening. I'm like... It's funny, but it's funny. It's not funny. The question becomes this. How does that manifestation of the Spirit, let's assume it is, serve the common good? How does it serve the common good? If it's the Holy Spirit, it's given for the common good. So this might be challenging. Good. If you come in here and you just have the tinglys and the, the whatevers and the I want to buy a Hyundai's and you run around the room and you have a good time and you never use it for anyone else, I would argue that's not the Holy Spirit. It might just be your spirit getting excited. Do you know you're a spiritual being? You know you are a spirit. Do you know this? You are a spirit. You have a soul, mind, will, and emotions, and you live in a body. But you are a spirit. God is spirit. We're made in his image and likeness. We're all a spirit wearing a body. You understand? Your body is how the spirit manifests in this realm. But there's a whole other realm where you don't need your body to manifest. Is anyone following me? Did I lose you just now? Okay. And Jesus is the only legal access door into that spirit realm. You understand? All others are thieves and robbers. You go through another way, you're a thief or a robber. You're stealing. You're a liar, too. It says liars, thieves, and robbers in some translations. So, uh, this is touchy. Again, not being podcast. That's good. Abraham and I just talked about this. You can get into the spirit realm without Jesus. It's possible. It's John chapter 10, if you need a reference. Read John chapter 10. He says, I am the door for the sheep. All who come by me will go in and come out and find pasture. But those who do not come by the gate, jump over the fence, are thieves and robbers. They come, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But I've come that you have life. He's saying there's a, there's a way to get into the spirit realm where I'm from, from the heaven. There's a way to get into heavenly places. Are you guys all right? Without Jesus, but they are all illegal, illegal access points. So we're fighting for this. Say, no, no, no. There's one door in this house. He's the living gateway. It's Christ Jesus the righteous. One way. So, if there's a manifestation of the Spirit, if you speak in tongues, if you have prophecy, if you have any of these gifts, service, whatever, how are they manifesting for the common good? 
How are they being used for others? Or is your tree just trying to eat its own fruit? To each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. See, I say that to this room, and there's a bunch of manifestation of the Spirit, and then we go, oh, okay, great. We need to use it for others. We need to be, you can come in here and have a great time, but you better go pour it out. You understand? And then in other churches, I could say that, and they'd be like, we need to manifest the Spirit. <laughs> you know what I mean? So you've got really good problems is what I'm saying to you. you got, these are good problems. Are you following me? It's good problems to know. Did they go through the door or over the gate or over the fence? How'd they get in there? That's a good problem to have. That's a good problem. I heard a teacher recently named Clint Ferris talk about that verse that says, let us do all things, let all things be done in decent and orderly fashion, you know, and people use that, let it be done in decent and orderly to quench the spirit all the time. That's not decent and orderly. That's not decent and orderly. And he said this just amazing point. He said, I fear that in order to be decent and orderly, we have not let all things be done. I know. Let all things be done. Tongues, prophecy, all of it, manifestation, whatever. Let all things be done in decent and orderly fashion. In, the, in order to be decent and orderly, we're like, we won't let anything be done. Just stop it all because that's not decent. No, that's not what he said. He said, let it be done, but let it be done in a decent and orderly fashion. If the spirit rocked Abraham right now and he started getting a prophetic word, he should not just start shouting over me. Right? But if I'm discerning and he's discerning and he's feeling that, I need to sit down. Right now, are you with me? Yeah? That's how it works. It's not, no, nobody prophesy right now. I'm speaking. No. It's, if the Lord does that, first of all, follow the Holy Spirit and don't be wrong, number one. All right? Don't be wrong. Number two, there's a mutual honor and mutual respect. Right? Okay. You're getting it. He goes on to say, for to one is given through the Spirit the utterance of wisdom, and to another the utterance of knowledge, and according to the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same spirit. To another, gift of healings by the one spirit. To another, working of miracles. To another, prophecy. To another, the ability to distinguish between spirits. To the, another, various kinds of tongues. To another, the interpretation of tongues. This is a way more spiritual thing than I mostly see in churches all over the place. Like, this type of church is way more spiritual than most churches. I say it in Tampa all the time. It's so much fun. It's like, I know it's weird to do spiritual stuff in church, but go with me for a second here, okay? <laughs> I don't have to say that to you all. I don't. <laughs> I love it. Do you hear all this? This is crazy. To another interpretation of tongues. All these, say all these, all these, are empowered by one and the same spirit who apportions to each one individually as he wills. For just as the body is one and has many, many members and all the members of the body, though many are one body, so it is with Christ. I want you to get this. Listen. If you've been given a gift, if you move in these ways, any of these utterance of wisdom, utterance of knowledge, same spirit, same spirit, same spirit, you need to understand you're not here to compete with your gift. You're not here to try and get somebody's job. You're here to become more one, not more divided. Amen. If it's from the same, that passage over again, same spirit, same spirit, same spirit, one spirit, one spirit, same Lord, same God, one spirit, same spirit, same spirit, same spirit. Almost in that order, too, what I just said. <laughs> it says that over and over again. I have a photographic memory. That's how it works. I see my Bible. It's on the left side of my ESV. I, wrote, I underlined them once, and I can see it. It ends at the top of the page. I can see it. That's a gift of mine. That's how I'm able to spout out Scripture all the time. 
I can see the pages of my Bible. I can see it. I can see where I underlined it. I can see what color it is. I can see where I wrote in the margin. If I turn my head, I can read it, you know. I can see it in my head. That's a gift. And I use that gift. I use that gift every week for you all. Are you following me? It's all from one spirit. So it shouldn't make me over here and you over there. It should make us one. Are you following me? I have a fear that in those divisive circles where someone walks in, all that competition stuff happens, jealousy, there is a lack of belief that there is one spirit. There's unbelief that it's all from the same Lord. There's either ignorance or unbelief, either one. Either they don't know that it's all from one spirit and should make us more one, or they don't believe it. That's scary stuff. We're gifted not to be seen, but to serve. You need to arise and you need to shine. For your light has come. That, you know, that light is in you. It's in you to get out of you. Amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast from the Resting Place, South Tampa Campus. We hope you feel honored, empowered, and full of faith because of what you hear. And we would love to see you at a gathering soon. For more resources like this, head to trpfamily.org.